Welcome to the Awesome IA Podcast, brought to you by the Illinois Education Association. The podcast for curious, well-informed association members. I'm one of your hosts, Kelsey Harms, a computer specialist from the IA Program Development Department. And I'm Diana Zaleski, one of your instructional resource and professional development directors from IEA Teaching and Learning. The goal of this podcast is to educate our members about important new educational policy initiatives in a brief and hopefully entertaining format. Today, we're going to discuss school finance and district financial profiles with our special guest, Erica Lindley, IEA Research Specialist. Erica, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. Oh, thank you. This is fun. So Erica, can you start us off with a general description of what a district financial profile or DFP is? Absolutely. Thanks, Kelsey. Yeah, you know we love to live in acronym land when it comes to public education. So the first thing for people to understand is when we say DFP, what we're referring to is the district financial profile model, which is a brainchild of IEA research that has been worked on, edited, augmented for over a decade as a way to help our members and our field staff get a quick understanding of the district's financial health. Can you help us understand how these DFPs fit into the overall picture and helping our members understand their district's financial situation? Sure. The DFP is a great way for our members to understand the revenue coming into the district and expenditures being made by the board and administrative team. The way the DFP is set up is it's just a huge, mega, giant Excel spreadsheet. So for some people who are listening to the podcast that have done bargaining through IEA before, you might be thinking, oh, I've taken a look at the DFP before. Again, it's just a mega spreadsheet that provides the ability for us to look at trend information, the current budget, and then allows our members to develop some projections for what they think might happen in the future, both on the revenue and the expenditure side of the ledger. Let me talk a little bit about those pieces that I just mentioned, the annual financial reports and trends, the budget, and then the projection side of the model. When it comes to looking at district trends, we use the annual financial report as our primary tool to understand the district's history and how they spent their money and the revenue that was coming in the door. For those that aren't familiar with the annual financial report or the AFR, another acronym that we like to throw around, the AFR is the document filed by your district at the end of each fiscal year. So it's a real-time understanding of what happened in the prior fiscal year. It's always going to be retrospective. So a benefit of using the AFR as a primary tool is it allows us to look at the same buckets of revenue and same buckets of expenditures for years and years and years over time. Getting back to the DFP, we are able to see the last seven years of annual financial report data in the DFP. So again, that allows us to get a solid understanding of the district's trends on both the revenue and expenditure side of the ledger. When we use this to help districts understand their situation, their financial situation, we compare that trend information then to the district's budget that's filed for the current year. So we're able to see what the district expected to receive in revenue from their primary sources, local sources, state sources, federal sources of revenue, and also able to see how they plan to spend their money for the year. And the way that we break out expenditures is we take a look at how the district plans to spend money related to salaries, related to benefits, 
and then all other spending we lump together in a mega category. All right. So to get to your question, Diana, specifically about how can this be a tool for members, we see, especially when it comes to a local preparing to bargain, that this can be a great way. Reviewing the DFP can be a great way to understand what's happened in the district in the past, what the district plans to happen this year. And then the final piece is allowing us to model out some projections for future years. We're able to say, okay, based on the trend, we see that local property taxes have gone up on average 2% per year. That means we could reasonably assume all things staying relatively equal, that we could assume property taxes would continue to increase by around 2% each year. The DFP model allows us to then go into future years in the projection model and say, hey, let's go ahead and increase our local property taxes by 2% each year, and then see the kind of revenue that would generate. We're able to do that not just for property taxes, but for other revenue sources and expenditures as well. So a cool part of the projection side of the model is that it allows our bargaining teams to see what a 
district's financial situation. So assuming you've attended one of our fabulous trainings and you've walked out with a good understanding of how to use the DFP, the next step would be using that tool in conjunction with your bargaining team as you are reviewing district proposals and thinking about your own proposals to offer to the district. I would say once I'm done with our field office trainings in April, I spend a good part of my time in May going back and forth with our locals as they're considering different proposals and using the DFP as one of our primary tools to look and see how different projections coming from our school districts can impact whatever proposal we put on the table. Something that our locals don't always realize is that we are able to ask our school districts for or their projections, specifically around local property taxes, which for most districts in the state is the primary funding source for supporting programs and students. So we can talk, we will talk during the trainings about how to ask some of those questions of the district. And I think a cool part of the tool is after we're done with our trainings and, and our locals are actually at the table with districts, when we receive those updated projections from districts, we're then able to build that into our tool to get a better handle of what the district think is going to happen. Now, it doesn't always mean that we're going to agree with the district projections, right? Well, especially when we're bargaining, we have one vantage point and the district has another vantage point. But by using the trend side of the tool, it gives us a handle on if, in fact, the district is providing information that does, in fact, pass the smell test, or if there are some additional questions that we can ask to really refine the model and use it to its full effect. Excellent. Thank you so much for that information. So just kind of to follow up. So if a bargaining team is at the table, they've used the the AFR and the DFP to kind of help them get started. If they have more questions or they need additional support, what's kind of the process there? Yeah, great question, Kelsey. So know that our Uniserve directors are always going to be the connective tissue between our membership and then other staff within the IEA. So the request would be if you do have questions when you're at the table, whether or not your UD is there with you at the table, that you funnel your questions to your Uniserve director. If they're not able to respond, then they can get that question to me or someone else on the research staff. Now know that our Uniserve directors, many of them have gone through these same finance trainings before before. So they are familiar with the DFP tool and have used that in bargaining as well. So know that there's a lot of support available in using this tool. Essentially, the way to think about the DFP is it allows us to grab the most important pieces of your district's financial information. And instead of having you wade through pages and pages and pages of all these complex financial documents, just distill that information into one spreadsheet. It does take some time to understand how to use the spreadsheet. Spreadsheet, but once you're there, it can be a great tool. And again, your Uniserve director and field staff and certainly IA Research is happy to support you in using the DFP. Thank you so much for sharing all of this very helpful information today. Is there anything else you'd like to mention? There is, actually. As we are starting to get into the bargaining prep season, something that I will be doing during the fall is working with many of our locals on salary schedule models. That is a service that we provide through the association. So if your local is interested in getting an updated salary schedule model or is at the point where you're thinking that you might want to make some adjustments to your salary schedule, 
or you don't have a salary schedule currently and are thinking that that might be part of your proposal in your next contract, this would be the time to work with your Uniserve director to get on the IEA research calendar so we can have these conversations about salary schedules sooner rather than later. Once we get into the finance training season in the spring, we need to take a bit of a hiatus from working on salary schedule models. So with that in mind, if you are interested in doing some schedule work, that's awesome. Let's go ahead and start that sooner rather than later. So by the time we get into December, you have a working document that you can use with your bargaining team. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today, Erica. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please check out the contact section on the podcast page of the IE website. Special thanks to Mark for the audio help, Amanda for the transcription, and Dan for the website. As always, thanks so much for being a member, and thanks for joining us.